This is Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Bob Johnston, and you're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio, 89.5 FM and 92.5 FM in good old McLean County in Bloomington Normal, 88.3 in Pontiac, 97.1 in Lincoln, 89.1 in DeKalb Sycamore, 89.3 in Morris Joliet, and 88.9 in Rockford, and that covers also Marengo, Harvard, and Beloit in, up in that northern area, covering much of central and also northern Illinois and growing thanks to you. We're going to have a great show for you today. I'm here with my wife, Lynn. Remember, we are brought to you by you, so any donation that you can make is always appreciated, large or small. If you would like to make a donation, and we hope you would, would you can go to our website and that's catholicspiritradio.com again that's catholicspiritradio.com and it'll tell you there more about us and also how to make a donation and anything that you can do large or small is always appreciated now we still live in a mad 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 world out there and uh the the war that is going on and things that are going on in ukraine and a lot of the uh, protests and so forth that are going on in the United States pretty much substantiate that fact. And uh, <clears throat> this is something that uh, we need to pray about and address as much as we can. But uh, if you look at back at the past, and it seems as, as if the world has always been that way. And uh, again, I mentioned I'm here with my wife, Lynn. And we're going to talk a little bit about climate change today. There is an article in the Catholic Post saying, uh, giving some of Francis, uh, Pope Francis's opinions on it. And remember, they are opinions. They are not fact. And I'm going to talk about that because I think that uh, this has to be discussed and uh, some of these opinions and charges need to be challenged, and that's what I'm going to do today. And I've got a good article on uh, the scientific consensus and uh, scientific uh, understanding of the difference between climate change, climate crisis, and uh, climate uh, emergency. And there are differences between all of those definitions. And we need as a people to understand this, especially when we have a pope that is delving into this scientific area. And I think, in my opinion, making some very, very reckless statements. And I think a lot of those statements need to be challenged. And I don't like to uh, challenge our pope. Uh, I respect our church, and I think people should stick with the church and uh, not use excuses such as this to leave for any reason or even the synod. Some people disagree. But nevertheless, there are some facts that need to be said here about uh, the so-called climate change. Well, it's not so-called. Facts about climate change and the difference between climate change, climate crisis, and climate emergency. And there are differences. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I'm going to ask my wife, Lynn, here if there's anything she'd like to say before we start. Just briefly, we are in the need of a lot of prayer for the world today. Jihadists have uh, called for a worldwide jihad, and they aren't kidding. So pray fast if you can, and stay safe. They're lining up on the borders of Israel. Things are not looking real good, so we need to pray. Okay, Bob, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to read here from the Catholic Post. There's an article in the Catholic Post, uh, and uh, that's uh, the current Catholic, Catholic Post, October 15, 2023. 
and it's on the second page, and there's a big headline there. It says, Pope more urgent on climate crisis. And uh, I think the article is uh, overstated. I think the article is not reflecting the scientific opinion or consensus accurately. And I think the ar- article uses scare tactics. And uh, it's uh, uh, on very, very shaky ground. And, of course, uh, our Pope is not infallible in these areas. And uh, I would hate to see the church left with egg on its face uh, uh, in the future here because some of these statements, and I, I think they're extreme. I don't think that they're good scientific statements at all. And uh, I think that uh, they're misleading. And, I, again, I think that they can cause people, a lot of people, especially young people, to be scared as if somehow or another the changing climate uh, is going to be uh, something that is going to kill us all. I've heard on TV, we had, I think it was John Kirby, uh, one of the White House, uh, you know, uh, ambassadors. Uh, or, uh, He's a uh, admiral, former admiral. Yeah. He's a, a military uh, advisor to the president. Yeah, advisor is what I want to think of on uh, uh, emergency and so forth. And uh, at any rate, came out and said something about the the climate uh, crisis being uh, a more of an existential threat than an atomic war. I mean, this is getting off the deep end, and it's a it's time to confront some of this and calm people down and, and state the facts. So I'm going to read an article from the Epoch Times that refutes a lot of what is being said here and puts things in, in proper perspective. But first, I want to read uh, some of the highlights of Francis's article here. The, the article in the Post, I shouldn't say Francis's article, but the article in the Post saying what our Pope has said. Um, before you begin, I think we need to acknowledge the Catholic Post is the Diocese of Peoria newspaper. Yes, that's true. It's the Peoria Diocese uh, paper, and uh, it's a good paper, and it has a lot about what's going around in the diocese, and I have no no uh, arguments against the Post itself. Uh, I enjoy reading it, and I think everyone should subscribe to it, and uh, you find out what's going on. But uh, here, I'll, I'll read from this article, and I'll tell you what I disagree about it. And uh, what I think is irresponsible. It goes on here. It says, after warning the world against ignoring the cries of the earth and the poor with this 2015 encyclical Laudato Si on care for our common home, Pope Francis intensified his critique with Laudati Deum, praise God, warning against the selfish obsession with human power and the irresponsible derision of the reality of climate change. Well, yes, of course, uh, we should be warning against the selfishness of human beings, and that's not anything new, and I would agree with Francis on that. But this irresponsible derision of the reality of climate change, uh, first of all, in the article that I'm going to read from, I don't think there's an, there's one scientist, and there are 1,609 scientists who have signed the article that I'm going to read, and these are meteorologists and top scientists in their field, None of these scientists deride the fact of climate change. Of course, there's climate change. There's been climate change on this planet ever since the planet began. And you can get up of any morning of the week and say that climate change is going on. And you can pick anywhere, any year you like, no matter when somebody lived, whether it was 100 years ago, 150, 200. There's nothing uh, 
unusual about getting up and saying our climate is changing. And I don't think any scientist would disagree with that. Our climate is always changing. It's changed in the past, it's changing now, and it will change in the future. That's pretty much like saying that it's going to rain out somewhere in the world next week or that we're going to have some wind blowing somewhere on the earth today. Uh, it's, it's simply a matter of fact. So no one is denying, and no scientists are denying climate change. He goes on and he says, when human beings claim to take God's place, they become their own worst enemies, Francis said, explaining the title of the document released at the Vatican October 4th, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, patron saint of ecology. The new document addressed to, by the way, I don't think there was, the word even existed in in, uh, St. Francis's time, ecology. The new document addressed to all people of goodwill on the climate crisis And now there, all of a sudden, it's no longer climate change, it's the climate crisis. Now, this is exactly what scientists do disagree on. There's hardly any scientist that I know of that says that there is a climate crisis or a climate emergency. Most scientists do not say this. Even the IPCC, the International Panel uh, or Intergovernmental Panel, on climate change doesn't say that there is a climate emergency or that there is a climate crisis. They are the ones that brought a lot of this concern about the climate about in the first place, and yet they themselves refuse to call it a crisis or an emergency. In effect, they're (laughs) covering their own you-know-what because they don't want to be on the hook for saying something that they don't have any proof for. So I certainly don't think our Pope should be saying it either. And we'll see when we get into the article I'm going to read. He goes, while the world in which we live is collapsing and may be nearing the breaking point, the world in which we live is not environmentally collapsing and it is not anywhere near the breaking point. And uh, the, the fact is, is that how much human beings contribute to climate change, we don't really know. And we don't really know exactly how climate changing and which direction it is it is taking. We only know that it is, and it always does. And it's a very, very, very complex subject. And uh, there are so many variables and so many things in climate change beyond our control that no one can really predict exactly what all of the things that contribute to climate change are. And the theory that we have now that it is caused by an excess of carbon dioxide is just that. It's a theory. It has not been proved, and there's a very, very lot of doubt about it. In fact, there's a lot of evidence to show that if it is true at all, it can only be true to a very small extent and can't be a, a uh, factor in very much of climate change in the first place, and uh, there's no climate crisis. He goes on here. He says, uh, the bulk of the 15-page apostolic exhortation is dedicated to a severe rebuke of the resistance and confusion regarding the global climate crisis. And again, there's that word, global climate crisis. Well, most scientists do not agree that there is a global climate crisis, and it's linked to human activity. And most scientists do not agree on how much human activity contributes to the climate crisis. Uh, I mean, to the climate change, not climate crisis, if at all. So there's a lot of doubt about that. Uh, and it goes on, uh, the, the growing technocratic par- paradigm underlying the current process of environmental decay. Again, there's this word in here, environmental decay. We don't necessarily have environmental decay. And, and some of the solutions to the so-called climate change, such as 
battery-powered electricity, cars and so forth, is contributing to some very, very severe pollution and poisoning in some of the very poorest countries that Francis is talking about. And it's contributing to a lot of slave labor in those countries and to a lot of uh, very, very dangerous processes that are, are hurting people who are too poor really to take care of the and the, the very negative effects of some of the things that they're being forced to do. So this is something that needs to be taken in consideration. And if I sound a little bit emotional here, I am, because I think this is this whole article is bad science, and this whole article is 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 uh, reckless. And I think Francis should be thinking a lot more before a pope comes out and makes some of the statements that he's making here. He goes on. He says. I feel obliged to make these clarifications, which may appear obvious. No, they are not obvious because of certain dismissive and scarcely reasonable opinions. In other words, anyone who disagrees with what Francis is saying or disagrees with the extent and the the uh, uh, effects of climate change somehow or another is scarcely reasonable. I mean, that is simply pure name-calling. There's no evidence here to show that it's scarcely reasonable to question a scientific theory. It's very reasonable to do so, especially one on something as complex and as uh, hard to understand and hard to control as climate is. In fact, we don't control it at all. And he goes on, that I encounter even within within the Catholic Church. Yes, there are many Catholics and scientific uh, Catholics within the Catholic Church who disagree that there's a climate crisis or a climate emergency. They certainly don't disagree that there's climate change, but they don't don't agree that that climate change is any kind of existential threat to the people on this planet or to uh, any much of our safety at all. And uh, we're going to go into that again, like I say. But uh, making these statements is, is somehow an effect, in my opinion, saying that if you disagree with the certain opinions uh, uh, by Francis and some of the people surrounding him, that somehow or another that you are uh, reckless and that you are unreasonable. And this is pure name-calling. It goes on here. It says, a majority of U.S. adults, 54%, describe climate change as a major threat to the country's well-being. Well, that doesn't mean much. 54%. I mean, take a look at what 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 people do. There have been all kinds of Look, it's been, what, five years ago when probably 54% of the adult population in the United States were absolutely convinced that the the uh, apocalypse, you know, that the rapture was at hand. We had bumper stickers and so forth and everything would, would say stuff like uh, that the, the driver of the car is going to be disappearing from the car. People were out buying all kinds of survival equipment and everything else because they thought at any minute the rapture was going to happen. And I would say that probably 50% of people believed in that. And uh, there's a book out by Thomas McKay that came out in the uh, 1800s called uh, Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. And it showed all kinds of things that people have believed in in the past, far more than 54%, the tulip mania and the South Sea bubble all kinds of other things, investments that people, how many people got taken here recently in this uh, uh, digital money and so forth scheme that went on? These kinds of things are happening all the time. And with all the hype and hyperbolic language about climate change and climate crisis and climate emergency, is it any wonder that 54% of the people don't think that something like this is going on? And then when people use and interuse interchange 
those uh, terms, climate change, and they say all scientists agree on climate change. Most people in their minds assume that climate change and climate crisis are the same thing, and they're not, of course. He goes on here. It says, despite all attempts to deny, conceal, gloss over, or relativize the issue, the signs of climate change are here and increasingly evident, the Pope wrote. No, they're not. <laughs> a lot of this is that people see what they want to see. Uh, we have uh, in biblical exegesis, for example, uh, we have a lot of people in, in some of the fringe religions and so forth take the Bible and they proof text. They get some idea about it, and then they search the Bible to find proof for that idea, and they pull out all kinds of passages here and there and twist them into supporting the idea that they already have in the first place. And it's the same thing with people who believe in in climate change and a lot of these things. Every single thing that they see is somehow convincing of climate change. If it rains too hard in an area, that's climate change and climate crisis. If it's too hot, that's also a climate crisis. Uh, If it's uh, too windy, that's a climate crisis. And if there's no wind, that's also a climate crisis. Everything proves their theory. And, And when you have a theory that is proved by everything, the theory actually means nothing at all. If everything proves something, then it means nothing and it proves nothing. So this is a, a lot of times what's going on. And it goes on here, it says uh, that uh, uh, the Pope blamed the resistance, confusion about the climate crisis on the lack of information on climate science. There's no lack of information on it. We got as much information, more information on the so-called climate crisis, climate science than we know what to do with. But the fact is, is that there are so many factors that go into climate uh, and climate change itself that we don't really have a very exact science on how climate changes, what causes the change and where it's going. We simply don't. And then he goes on here. It says uh, that uh, people choosing to deride facts and ridicule those who speak of global warming. Now he's suddenly speaking of global warming instead of climate change. Not long ago. Uh, it wasn't global warming, but it was global cooling. At any rate, we're getting here to the end of the first section, and I have to stop. So we'll go on with this when I come back. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Am I pregnant? This is often the first question a woman needs answered when she comes to the Pregnancy Resource Center. What now is the second question. Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource Center is committed to providing excellent care, compassionate support, and honest information to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. Living Alternatives needs your help to encourage and support women in blooming to normal. Make your donation or find out more ways to get involved at PregnancyResourceCenter.org. I'm back. Hi, this is Debbie Giorgiani from EWTN's Take Two and the Spirit World. I had so much fun the last time I was with all of you that I'll be returning for Catholic Spirit Radio's live on-air fall appeal. You gotta join us on October 25th and 26th. We have lots to celebrate, like one million potential listeners. I'll be interviewing priests and people throughout your huge listening audience, and we'll talk about Fulton Sheen and his millions of listeners. Plus, there will be giveaways and gifts and so much more. Plus, our matching donors, too. Lots of good things are happening every day on Catholic Spirit Radio, so please join us to support this fantastic radio station. With your donations, we can continue to inspire and save souls. As my friends Terry and Jesse say, full sheen ahead. Tune in on October 25th and 26th. See you real soon. 
Hi, this is Bob Johnson. You're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're back from our break. We're talking about climate change, and we're talking about an article in the Catholic Post, uh, the current Catholic Post, uh, October 15th. And uh, that article is that that the Pope more urgent on climate crisis, and uh, Pope Francis is talking about a climate crisis, and they're taking this word climate crisis as if it's a given fact, which it is not. (laughs) And, And there's a difference between climate change and climate crisis, and we've had lots of climate changes in the past. Uh, they certainly weren't climate crises unless it was affecting you maybe in a particular area, depending on the crops and so forth in that area. It might have been for you, but it wasn't a crisis in a sense that the people on the earth were going to die from it. Uh, he goes on and he says uh, here that uh, the the people who ridicule, ridicule uh, a climate crisis and actually, he keeps on using that word climate change, and nobody's ridiculing climate change. Of course, there's climate change. And he says it's by the great economic powers whose concern is with the greatest profit possible at minimal cost. Actually, it's the other way around. It's the, 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 the whole uh, <clears throat> scam of climate crisis and climate emergency is being done by the very people who are trying to, it's done being done as you'll see in the article. I mean, you read for power and money and the, the, the uh, climate crisis uh, theory is actually hurting the poor people in, in the poorer countries more than anybody else. They can't afford the uh, kinds of things that, that we're going to in the so-called green energy, which is actually probably more polluting and worse for the planet than any any fossil fuels that we're using that we're lucky enough to have that are actually the frozen assets that were given to us by the sunshine of the past, coal, oil, and so forth were all made by the sun, and they were stored for us, and then we have these available to us, some of the greatest benefits that humankind has ever had, and uh, to the idea that somehow or another they are poisoning the earth is the utter nonsense. It says... Concern for our common home. People need to assume responsibility for the legacy we will leave behind. Yes, they do. And it's irresponsible and reckless to talk about uh, theories that have not been proven and to act as if somehow or another people's lives and people in the human race is going to die because of climate change. There's always been climate change and the climate is changing now. But that doesn't mean there's a climate crisis or a climate emergency. And that's what most scientists disagree with, regardless of what Francis is saying. Most scientists do not agree that there's a climate crisis. And most, and even the IPCC itself, which is responsible for a lot of this, won't come out and say that there's a climate crisis. So let's read this article uh, from the Epoch Times, uh, printed in the Epoch Times. And it's from the September 27th to the October 3rd, 2023 edition. And the uh, headline on the front page is meteorologists, scientists say there is no climate emergency. And these people are not somehow a bunch of climate deniers. Probably every one of them agrees that there is climate change. It goes on. It says there's no climate emergency. And the alarmist messaging, and that is exactly what Francis is doing, is giving alarmist messaging. And I hate to say that, but it's true. And I hate to see the church pulled into something that it might regret. And uh, we already had a debacle. You know, the uh, 
uh, Galileo debacle, which of course, for the most part, was not the fault of the church at all. The church has gotten enough scientific criticism for that. How much worse will it be if all of this hype about a climate crisis turns out to be totally wrong? And of course, there, most scientists agree that it is. It goes on here, it says, and the alarmist messaging pushed by global elites is purely political. That's what 1,609 scientists and informed professionals stated when they signed the Global Climate Intelligences Group's World's Climate Declaration. Climate science should be less political, while climate policy should be more scientific. The declaration begins, scientists should openly address uncertainties and exaggerations in their predictions of global warming while politicians should dispassionately count the real costs as well as the imagined benefits of these policy measures. The group is an independent climate watchdog founded in 2019 by emeritus professor of geophysics, Gus Burkout, and science, and I've got to turn the page here, and science journalist Marcel Kroc. According to the group's website, its objective is to generate knowledge and understanding of the causes and effects of climate change, as well as the effect of climate policy. It does so by looking at the facts and engaging in scientific research on climate change and climate policy. And notice here they're talking about climate change and climate policy, not climate crisis. The Declaration's signatories include Nobel laureates, theoretical physicists, meteorologists, professors, and environmental scientists worldwide. And when a select few were asked by the Epic Times why they signed the declaration stating that the climate emergency is a farce, they all gave a variation of, because it's true. I signed the declaration because I believe the climate is no longer studied scientifically. Rather, it has become an item of faith. Yes, it has. And the fact is, is that it has no place as a, a item of faith in the Catholic Church. It is not something that uh, our Pope has any infallibility in addressing. The Pope is infallible in faith and morals. He's not infallible in science, mathematics, climate change, or physics, or any of those things. And he doesn't know any more about these things going on than anybody else. And for him to stand and shake a finger at everybody who disagrees with his particular idea of what climate change is, in, in my opinion, I think is reckless. And he says, uh, rather, it has become an item of faith. Uh, Hayam Benaroya, a distinguished professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering at Rutgers University, told the Epic Times, the Earth has warmed about two degrees Fahrenheit since the end of the Little Ice Age around 1850. Notice that, the Little Ice Age around 1850. That was, <laughs> at its time, that was a climate change. But that hardly con constitutes an emergency or even a crisis since the planet has been warmer yet over the last few millennia. So we've had warming periods that were a lot warmer than, than the recovery from the Little Ice Age. Ralph Alexander, a retired physicist and author of the website Science Under Attack, told the Epic Times, there is plenty of evidence that average temperatures were higher during the so-called medieval warm period centered around the year 1000, a blink of an eye in geologic time, not very long ago at all, within our own period of human history, things written down. 
The Roman warm period, when grapes and citrus fruits were grown in now much colder Britain, and in the early Holocene, after the last regular ice age ended. Notice that, the last regular ice age. Every so often, about every 20,000 years, we have an ice age on this planet. That's certainly climate change. And the people of that, that lived through the last ice age, and there were people here who lived through it, didn't die. They, they survived it quite nicely. They did very well. And there are some Stone Age people that were still living back uh, in, the, in, in the 20th century, the Eskimos. They were living pretty much uh, when in a, the 1900s or 1800s as they were 20,000 years ago with stone tools and so forth and doing well up in the Arctic in the cold, cold, cold weather. They were able to cope with it. There is plenty of evidence that average temperatures were higher during the so-called medieval warm period. Uh, again, uh, <clears throat> the climate emergency is fiction, he said unequivocally. The climate quote, emergency, and he's got the emergency in quotes. Human activities and the resulting greenhouse gases are the cause of global warming, according to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. And I just mentioned earlier that the IPC itself, even though it warns about climate change, will not come out and say that there is a climate crisis or a climate emergency. They back off from that. All they'll say is there's climate change. Well, of course there is. It's no different than the sun coming out every day. Specifically, the IPC says that in 1750, atmospheric carbon dioxide, CO2, concentrations were 280 parts per million. And today, the atmospheric CO2 concentrations concentrations are 420 parts per million, which affects temperature. The IPCC is a UN body for assessing the science related to climate change. It was created in 1988 by the World Meteorological Organization and the UN Environmental Program to help policymakers develop climate policies. Edwin Berry, a theoretical physicist and certified consulting meteorologist, said that one of the IPC's central theories is that natural CO2 has stayed constant at the 280 points parts per million since 1750, and that the human CO2 is responsible for the 140 parts per million increase. And when they say human CO2 here, they mean not only the CO2 that we breathe out of our lungs, but they mean the CO2 that we cause to be put into the atmosphere by burning fossil fuels and so forth. The IPC's theory makes human CO2 responsible for 33% of today's total CO2 level, he told the Epic Times. Consequently, to decrease the temperatures, the IPC says, we must reduce human-caused CO2. Thus, the current push by lawmakers and climate activists to forcibly transition the world's transportation to electric vehicles, get rid of fossil fuels, and generally reduce all activities that contribute to human-caused CO2. The entire premise, according to Mr. Berry, is problematic. The public perception of carbon dioxide is that it goes into the atmosphere and stays there, he said. They think it just accumulates, but it doesn't. He explained that when you look at the flow of carbon dioxide, flow, meaning the movement of carbon dioxide from one carbon reservoir to another, such as through photosynthesis, then the consumption of the plants, then back out into the atmosphere through respiration, 
A 140 parts per million constant level requires a continual inflow of about 40 parts per million per year of carbon dioxide because, according to the IPCC, carbon dioxide has a turnover time of three and a half years, meaning carbon dioxide molecules stay in the atmosphere for about three and a half years. A level of 280 parts per million is twice that, 80 parts per million of inflow. Now we're saying that the inflow of human carbon dioxide is one-third of the total. Even IPCC data says no human carbon dioxide inflow is about 5% to 7% of the total carbon dioxide inflow into the atmosphere. So to make up for the lack of necessary human-caused carbon dioxide flowing into the atmosphere, the IPCC claims that instead of having a turnover time of three and a half years, Human CO2 stays in the atmosphere for hundreds or even thousands of years, you know, which is, which is, as we'll show here, ridiculous. The IPCC is saying that something is different about human carbon dioxide and that it can, can't flow as fast out of the atmosphere as natural carbon dioxide, Mr. Berry said. Well, IPC scientists, when they've gone through, what, billions of dollars, should have asked a simple question. Is a human carbon dioxide molecule exactly identical to a natural carbon dioxide molecule? And the answer is yes, of course it is. Carbon dioxide is carbon dioxide. doesn't make any difference who causes it. Well, if human and natural CO2 molecules are identical, their outflow times also must be identical. So the whole idea where they say it's in there for hundreds or thousands of years is totally wrong. Mr. Berry said that means nature, not humans, caused the increase in CO2. And consequently, attempts to decrease human CO2 are pointless. That's the whole, and the whole point of the article. It goes on here. It says, the belief that human CO2 drives a CO2 increase may be the biggest public delusion and most costly fraud in history, he said. He said the scientific method says that you can't prove that a theory is 100% true. And that's right. You can't prove a theory is 100% true. Only that the data support it. That's all you can do with the theory. Show that the data support it. But you can prove that a theory is false. Go back to the scientific method. IPCC proposed a theory. And if we can prove it's wrong, we win. And I proved in that case that their theory is wrong. Because human carbon dioxide is exactly the same as any carbon dioxide, and it goes out of the air, it goes out of our atmosphere in three and a half years, just like any other carbon dioxide does. Therefore, it can't possibly be causing the increase in, in uh, the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that the IPP says there is. So we can prove it's wrong. The prediction from the same model doesn't give humans producing 140 parts per million. It comes out closer to 30 parts per million, which essentially means the IPC is wrong. He said that using the IPCC's data, nature is responsible for about 390 parts per million of the CO2, and humans are responsible for about 30 parts per million, not 140 parts per million. Now, someone could ask, well, are the IPCC data correct? My answer is I don't know, but I don't have to know because the IPC has used this very data to deceive the world. I want to show that their logic is incorrect using their own data. The IPC was not set up as a scientific organization. 
They were set up as a political organization, and now we're getting to the nitty-gritty of it, politics. And Francis is getting involved here, in my opinion, in politics rather than in science. <clears throat> and any pope or any church is large and as responsible as the Catholic Church is should be damn sure of what they're saying scientifically. We've got good scientists in our church. We've got scientists who disagree also with, his, with what Francis is saying. And Francis is, in effect, <clears throat> criticizing them for disagreeing with him in the Catholic Church as if somehow or another that isn't their job. Well, it is if you're a good scientist. And so injecting politics into science is not good science. They were set up as a political organization to specifically convince the public that carbon dioxide was causing problems. When asked why there's a push to declare a climate emergency, Mr. Berry said that it's all about money and control. And so they're saying the very opposite thing that Francis is saying. He's trying to say that people who deny climate change, not, not, I'm sorry, people who deny a climate crisis or a climate emergency are somehow doing it for money and power. But it's actually the opposite way around. The people who are projecting the climate crisis are doing it for money and power, especially power. Mr. Berry makes all this research and, re- and research and uh, correspondence from colleagues trying to disprove his theories available to the public. So, in other words, he is making all of this uh, available, and I'm reading a lot of it to you here and now. So, we're going to have to stop here and take a break, and we'll go on with this in the uh, next segment. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. I'm back. Hi, this is Debbie Giorgiani from EWTN's Take Two and the Spirit World. I had so much fun the last time I was with all of you that I'll be returning for Catholic Spirit Radio's live on-air fall appeal. You gotta join us on October 25th and 26th. We have lots to celebrate, like one million potential listeners. I'll be interviewing priests and people throughout your huge listening audience, and we'll talk about Fulton Sheen and his millions of listeners. Plus, there will be giveaways and gifts and so much more, plus our matching donors, too. Lots of good things are happening every day on Catholic Spirit Radio, so please join us to support this fantastic radio station. With your donations, we can continue to inspire and save souls. As my friends Terry and Jesse say, full sheen ahead. Tune in on October 25th and 26th. See you real soon. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. There's a new app. So Catholic Spirit Radio listeners with new phones, tablets, and other listening devices can also listen to our programs and podcasts. Go to your Google Play or Apple App Store to find the app Catholic Spirit Talk Radio. It's free. New app, same quality programs. Hi, this is Bob Johnston. You're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're talking about climate change. We're back from our break, and uh, we're reading an article from the Epoch Times uh, on climate change. And uh, we're talking about the fact that most scientists uh, believe in in climate change, but I would guess the majority of scientists, at least 1,609 here, who have signed uh, 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 an agreement that uh, signed a— a declaration 
that uh, there is climate change, but there is no climate crisis or climate emergency. Uh, I would guess that uh, most scientists actually believe there isn't any climate uh, crisis or climate emergency, even if they would agree that there's climate change, and even if they would argue about how much human beings have contributed to it. And the uh, theory of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that we're dealing with here, uh, this article, as I pointed out uh, earlier, shows that that simply isn't the case. If the, if the carbon dioxide in the, ad, in the atmosphere is causing or contributing to climate change, and we're not sure about that, it certainly isn't because of human beings. Actually, the, the, the human-caused uh, car, human carbon dioxide uh, is only a small part of the increase in carbon dioxide that we can measure. And we also know that there was a lot more carbon dioxide in the earth at various times than there is now. And there was no crisis. There was no emergency. Uh, life on earth didn't die. And if there were people on earth, they wouldn't have died either. Uh, it goes on here. It says, it is simply not true that earth's climate is threatened. Science is based on observational evidence together with logic to make sense of the evidence. Very little, if any, evidence exists that human emissions of CO2 cause rising temperatures. There is a correlation between the two, but the correlation isn't particularly strong. The Earth cooled, for example, from about 1940 to 1970, while the atmospheric CO2 level continued to go up. Computer climate models are all that connects global warming to CO2. When asked why CO2 was singled out as the cause of the climate emergency, Mr. Alexander said it goes back to James Hansen, an astrophysicist and the head of the NASA's Goddard, Goddard Institute for Space Studies from 1981 to 2013, and an ardent environmentalist, and that speaks a lot. Hansen developed one of the first computer climate models and began to make highly exaggerated predictions of future warming, none of which have come true, Mr. Alexander said. This included testimony he gave at a 1986 Senate hearing, testimony considered to have sparked the subsequent anthropogenic global warming narrative. Despite his predictions failing to come to fruit, Mr. Hansen's effort contributed to the founding of the IPCC, Mr. Alexander said. Although ostensibly the IPCC is a scientific body, the findings of its scientists are frequently distorted and hyped by the government and NGO bureaucrats who dominate the organization, he said. The bureaucrats have played a major role in exaggerating the science conclusions of successive IPC reports and escalating the rhetoric of its official pronouncements, hence the U.N. Secretary General's recent proclamations about a boiling earth. And, of course, there is no boiling earth, and the oceans are not boiling. On July 27th, Secretary General Antonio Guterres said, Climate change is here. It is terrifying, and it's just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable. The heat is unbearable. And the level of fossil fuels, profits, and climate inaction is unacceptable. These are all hyperbolic statements, none of which are true. Mr. Alexander said an honest answer to the question of what's causing the Earth's warming is that we just don't know. But that doesn't mean scientists are short of ideas. And it, it goes on. It goes on here, it says, as for why there's a push to declare a climate emergency, Mr. Benroya said, it's about power and money, but also larger political forces. Mr. Alexander agreed that it's about power and money. 
in the beginning, the, cre- the key phrase was simply global warming. When that aroused little interest, someone came up with a clever idea of substituting the phrase climate change, which was highly effective for a while, since the Earth's climate is constantly changing, regardless of what the temperature is doing, he said. Of course, it's constantly changing. It's been changing ever since the Earth was created. Then, when non-believers began to ignore that message again, the mantra became climate crisis. And then when climate crisis wasn't strong enough, that escalated into the current climate emergency. And Pope Francis has picked up on all of this and uh, rebroadcast it and pronounced it as if it's a matter of fact. And I've heard in in church uh, clerics now talking about the climate crisis as if it's a fact, as if it exists and it's been proven. It hasn't. And it's most scientists do not believe there's a climate crisis or a climate emergency. It goes on here. It says, uh, as for the United Nations push for net zero CO2 by 2050, Mr. Alexander said it's a complete waste of time and resources and may well impoverish many Western economies. China and India are not playing along in any case, which makes the whole effort as meaningless, even if there was any truth to it in the first place. And the fact is, is that the, this, this hurts the poorest people on the face of the earth. The poorest people on the face of the earth need inexpensive uh, energy. And it's the fossil fuels that give us the inexpensive and easily usable energy that lifts people out of poverty more than anything else. And uh, to, to force these people back into uh, especially doing the things, making the dangerous uh, elements and so forth that are needed to make up the, the modern batteries for electric cars and so forth not it poisons these people it poisons their environment it it attaches them to slave labor and slave wages uh it's one of the worst things that a, a stronger society like the united states can force upon people who are too weak and too poor to fight back it's unconscionable and francis ought to know this and it goes on it says the uh Stewardship of creation agrees that nature, not humans, cause most climate change. He said that the push to decrease CO2 by transitioning from fossil fuels to renewable energy is trapping people in extreme poverty worldwide. I have testified to committees of Congress that the amount of global warming that is attributable to human activity is so slight as to have little impact on human well-being. And poverty is far the greatest risk to human health and life than anything related to climate. But now, developed countries are telling countries in the sub-Saharan Africa and parts of Asia and Latin America to forego the use of abundant, affordable, reliable energy from fossil fuels that lifted the West out of poverty and restrict themselves to the use of diffuse, expensive, unreliable wind and solar, and thus slowing their rise out of poverty. And, and make no mistake, solar energy and wind energy is expensive. This is the West forcing its ideology on the rest, Mr. Beisner said, and it is ethically unconscionable. Richard Lindzen, an emeritus professor of meteorology and the Alfred P. Sloan professor at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, told the Epic Times that the argument there's, there's an ex- existential threat to the Earth from the increasing temperatures is a purely political statement. It's not a scientific statement. Even the IPCC doesn't claim there's an existential threat. 
Instead, the IPCC references scientists and climate activists who claim there is an existential threat, but has never made this claim itself, Mr. Lindzen said. And notice the word activists. A lot of these people are activists. And a lot of these activists are the very people that are causing some of the the uh, problems that we have here in, in the war going on between Israel and Hamas and, uh, and causing a lot of other problems in the United States and latching on to things like climate change, trying to turn them into emergencies and crises. And the Pope uh, should be more cautious than coming out and making these wild, in my opinion, reckless statements uh, about climate when he is not at all an expert on any of these things and should be more cautiously looking into the scientific records. It goes on. It says, uh, <clears throat> all, all this talk about, for example, the, the proof of uh, climate crisis or climate change, talking about hurricanes being worse than they are now and so forth, a lot of this is simply untrue. It says all they have to do is look at the records. Uh, no, it's not worse. Hurricane seasons were much worse than the 1930s. But they look in terms of fatalities or dam- damage and it, it, worse now than they did then because more people live on the coast now than there were before. And there are far more buildings and, and more things in the path of hurricanes than there ever were before. And, and they're far more expensive. At one time, people living in those areas and so forth lived in, in small shacks and, and uh, houses and so forth that were easily replaced. Now we have huge hotels and and uh, all kinds of uh, tech- technology and, and uh, large populations of people living right in the path of these hurricanes, obviously there's going to be far more damage than there was before. It says that uh, uh, the kinetic energy of hurricanes has actually been decreasing, and you can see that with the uh, accumulated cyclonic energy index. It's been lowering. What climate alarmists do is they're sort of predators and that they realize the average person doesn't have time to think and examine every little detail, especially in this day and age where people live paycheck to paycheck and are worried about their jobs. The everyday person isn't looking at the fact that there's 100 times more property value in the way and inflation has gone through the roof. So that when a hurricane now is hits a place like Fort Myers or hits a place like Myrtle Beach, it's going to do a lot more damage than it ever did before. When asked what concerns him most about the current narrative being pushed by climate alarmists, Mr. Bell answered, I care about how climate hysteria and how misinformation drives policy, and these policies are driving our foundational bedrock, policies that determine our economic well-being. They determine our national defense mastery. We won't run a Navy on ethanol. We're not going to run an Air Force on extension cords. It's just absolutely insane. People think of climate as science. No, it's not. It's the big lever of the government. It's big globalism, and it ain't favoring the U.S. There's absolutely nothing more impacting, nothing more effective, I think, than leveraging the climate scare. And it is a climate scare. And I hope people out there, I hope enough people are listening because this has got to stop. And the Pope has got to stop with this getting up on his soapbox. And I'm going to call it that because this is, <laughs> I love science. I read a lot of science. I've read a lot of science all of my life and, and looked into science. And I'm just disgusted at what we have done in the last three or four years with COVID. The misinformation put out by the government, the constant 
refrain of follow the science and we're not following any science at all. The ridiculousness of wearing masks to stop a virus that is so tiny, for God's sake, that it went through those masks like a mosquito would go through a chain leak fence. Uh, the whole idea of a so-called vaccine when it wasn't a vaccine and isn't a vaccine at all, it won't prevent you from getting COVID. All they're doing is injecting antibodies. The COVID virus itself was a flu virus exactly like the flu, a coronavirus. And coronaviruses constantly mutate and change. And so when you go get a shot now against the COVID, all you're getting is is antibodies that are being shot into you. And if they're not the right antibodies, that is, if the COVID changes and has changed, by the time they make those antibodies, it probably has, those antibodies are going to be no different than the flu shot. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And they don't work for a very long time because the antibodies don't stay in your system very long when they're put in there artificially. And the fact is, is that uh, I'm quite old. I have some health problems and so forth. And yet I've suffered from COVID. So as my wife, we didn't die from it. And there wasn't any crisis like they said there was in our, our church going around with all those masks and the, the priests and so forth wearing those damn welders masks or whatever they look like and refusing to hand out communion, hearing confession from 20 feet away, and the rest of the ridiculousness is enough of distortion to science, and we don't need any more. And this is what's going on, and I'm sorry if I'm emotional because I am, because science is being misused, and Francis is standing on his soapbox helping to misuse that science, and it's going to come back, and it's going to haunt the church, and it's going to hurt the Catholic Church, and we don't need a pope that is that reckless and uh, standing there, disagreeing, calling people names for crying out loud because they happen to disagree with his particular position. It's time to stop it, and it's time to start understanding that it's a lot of hype, and it's being hyped for a purpose. It's being hyped for power and money, and it's just like the COVID was hyped for power and money, and uh, people profited from it, and especially the big tech and drug companies are profiting from climate change as they profited from covid and the profit is not on the side of the people who are in favor of the poor and who are in favor of inexpensive fossil energy, energy that was stored by the sun, given to us by God. If when we burn coal or burn oil, we're burning sunlight that has been captured and stored in the solid form for millions of years, a gift that we have been given from God that we should treat with respect and a gift that has lifted us out of poverty and can lift us more. And uh, this it certainly... These gifts are not the fault that some people who are capitalists are irresponsible and are greedy and try to use technology to feather their own nests and advance their own causes. It doesn't make technology bad. It doesn't make the fossil fuels bad. And it's not something that the church should be involved in in the first place, at least certainly not as a primary thing. We have enough to be involved with with just our theology and uh, the faith and so forth itself that all people need, uh, in especially in modern times, and is being destroyed by some of these wild, unscientific ideas. So I'm getting to the point here where I'm not, not being as coherent as I want to be because I hate to see science so misused. And uh, so this article is disgraceful uh, that Francis has. I'm not criticizing the post for having it, of course. That's their job to report, and they do a damn good job of it, and people out there should subscribe to the Post. Catholics should keep up on what's going on in the church, but they should also do it with a 
understanding and uh, not take on every every uh, what I would call a fad that comes along uh, and every scare and so forth that we've been having from the rapture to the COVID to the climate crisis to the climate emergency that all the people are going to die. The biggest thing we've got to worry about is what we're facing right now, the possibility of nuclear war. That will do a hell of a lot more damage and more bring about more debt to people than any climate change ever will. People have coped with climate change, and the earth has been changing its climate from time to time. Even during recorded history, we can look back and see that it's climate change. We can see that the Vikings had to move out of Greenland because it got colder there. And when they first went there, it was warm enough to farm. Climate does change. It does affect people sometimes negatively, sometimes positively. But it doesn't kill off the whole planet or it doesn't kill off the the people. And there's no human, uh, that all human beings are going to die. And that somehow climate change is something worse to worry about than nuclear war. It's utter nonsense and it's time to stop it all. So... St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our Their protection, protection against, against the wickedness, wickedness and, and snares of the, the devil. devil. May, May God, God rebuke him, we humbly chain. And do thou, Prince, Prince of the, of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all, all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. And remember above all that Satan was a liar from the beginning. You know, his whole strategy and his whole world is lies, lies, lies. And if anything is dangerous, it's lies. And there is so much lies about climate change. Keep that in mind. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnson on Catholic Spirit Radio. If you'd like to contact Bob, email bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Catholic Spirit Radio relies on your support to bring programming like this and EWTN 24 hours a day. Please help keep Catholic Spirit Radio on the air with your generous support. Donate online at catholicspiritradio.com or send a donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. That's Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. Catholic Spirit Radio is a 501c3, and all donations are tax-deductible. Thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio.